and we're live. Today is July 6th, 2020, and ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the third episode, episode three of the Mashing Joys podcast. I am your host, Cody Myers, always still known as Mediocre Panda, and sitting across on the interwebs with me here today is my co-host, my cousin, and my co-conspirator on the Game Boy Advance SP, um, Mr. Jason Kaysen. How you doing, buddy? I mean, Madden 2002 on the Game Boy SP? Fucking How do you get any better? I'm just I think kidding. It's only, dead. Uh, I don't... Yeah. I think I still have that... You remember that game, uh, Crazy Chase? Mm-hmm. I think... I found mine the other day, and that's the only game I have. Oh, you got the silver one, too? I just got, like, the navy blue. Pretty sure this isn't even mine. Um, Probably isn't. I'm pretty... Or maybe this one's mine, and the red one's not mine. So, if uh, someone's watching, and that's your red Game Boy... Advanced SP, I apologize. Probably not going to get it back, but he's still sorry. I mean, you can have it back. Just good luck finding the charger. You might yeah. have to spend like five bucks on Amazon. So we are back here today. So good to be back. We've got so much content out so far. Just keeping up the trend of pumping out the episodes. Uh, putting stuff up on the social medias, and I feel like I feel like we're on to a great start. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, update: uh, You can spend ten dollars and get all the Pokemon's and a charger for ten dollars on uh, Amazon.com. Wow, James, what a deal! Yep. But uh, we've we've been kind of kicking ass in the content game. You know, there's the phrase that goes around, uh, some people play chess, others play checkers. It certainly feels like with our content game right now, we are certainly playing some chess. I like Rochambeau. Rochambeau. All right. Yeah. That's a bit more physical than I wanted to get, but that's fine. <laughs> Coming at you. Coming at you. Going hard. For the pod, yeah, dude. Can we make shirts like that? I'm sure we wouldn't get uh, sued by any uh, PMI or anything like that. Hot for the pod, yeah, we can do it. I'll, sure I'll, shoot, I'll it. shoot my boy Pat McAfee a, a text. Yeah, he'll be cool. By the way, I like the gritty shirt today. Oh, thanks, bro. Got the, Got the gritty shirt, don't get arrested. Don't do it. Don't push little kids. Yeah. So I saw something on the internet earlier that I just kind of like need to get off my chest because I was irate when oh. I saw it. Um, for anyone who's been who has been to the fabulous city of Las Vegas, Nevada, you're familiar with all the uh, the big hotels, MGM Grand, Bellagio all those Caesars, but there's a little hotel called the stratosphere. Jason, you're familiar with the stratosphere. I most certainly am. Yeah. Um, those fucks, 
they do some crazy shit. They've got like the bungee jumping off the top of the building, which is literally in the stratosphere, hence the name. And I saw something that ESPN showed a video of today of a new roller coaster that they have oh, on their building. And um, I'm just going to break it down for you. You have a track about this long, not, not to scale. And it's sitting at like this type of an angle. And you're in a cart. And it just lets go. And then stops. Like breaks engage like right here. And that's the end of the track. And that's off the side of the fucking building. At the top. Tippy top. So I saw that and I think I almost passed out watching it. <laughs> because my fat ass knows I go to Vegas. If I get on that ride, those brakes aren't holding me. I'm I'm going down. Right right into the middle of the strip. And um falling from literally another fucking layer of the atmosphere to 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 pavement. So I was, I don't trust those people. I think they're trying to kill somebody. These elaborate death traps, a la uh, Final Destination. <laughs> well, all the rides that they have are, except for one, all of them are pretty gnarly. Um, they have like the roller coaster that just circles at the very top. Then they have that one that you just mentioned, which, by the way, has been in production for like five years. Like they've been trying to put that thing together. I'm not sure if they had like setbacks or whatever, but uh, when Mike and I went down there for the Kendrick Lamar concert, it was like almost ready. And it was like being advertised at all the other hotels. Um, and then they have that arm one that hangs off the edge and it's the yeah. thing. Um, and then the one that's not so scary, you're just still super high is the actual needle at the very top has like one of the go up and drop rides. So yeah. if you fell out of that, you'd just fall on the roof of the stratosphere, which would still be scary, but um, at least you'd be falling on something where you probably wouldn't die or pass out falling to your death. Um, but yeah, that ride is... Um, is gnarly and I actually looked up pictures right now and it's like everyone that's in the ride like weighs like a buck 60. Yeah. Um, so I'm approximately like 1.9 of those people. <coughs> and <laughs> I, I don't stand a fucking chance. They're going to put me in the front of the ride and I'm just going to be like hanging over looking at ground Hey, you'd be fine if they had Callahan brake pads. That's very true. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about that for a second because fuck that uh, every way to Sunday. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll put a, a link to, uh, to the uh, attraction video in our uh, YouTube because uh, you should check it out. It's pretty gnarly. I think we'll all go find the post from ESPN because it was on Facebook. I will find the post from ESPN and share it on all our social yeah. medias as well because oh, fuck. But anyway, enough of me being a scaredy baby. 
and let's get into something that I'm not super scared of, which is video games. Unless it's The Last of Us Part 2. I'm a little scared of that game. Any progress on that? Uh, nope. Nice. <laughs> planned on playing it uh, yesterday when I had the whole day until we went and lit off some whistling bungholes. And then I woke up at, I think, right around in the neighborhood of like 3.30 p.m. Oh, wow. Must be nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And I just kind of hung out, played video games with you, ate dinner, went over to your place, came home, played video games with you, went to bed. Yep. So, no, uh, no progress has been made there, but I have a feeling that will change probably tomorrow or Tuesday since I have the days off. Nice. Well, I will be golfing in the morning tomorrow. So um, if you wake up before 3.30, I'll probably be on the golf course. So you'll have some time to uh, to avoid the whistlers, whatever they're called. Well, um, the fact that when we, as we are recording where we are right now, it is 12.30 in the morning and I'm drinking a Red Bull. I, I think I'm probably going to be up for a bit and uh, probably going to be uh, up at the, uh, in the crisp hours of the afternoon tomorrow. Nice. Solid. So, first thing we wanted to talk about today, other than fucking those crazy assholes in Las Vegas, we wanted to talk about some uh, game development since we are ourselves armchair game developers who know better than everyone. We have the best ideas, just have no way of yeah. um, making them realistic or part of the game. Yeah. I mean, I took web design one in high school. Yeah, me too. Like I, uh, I am kicking myself for not paying attention because it'd be awesome just to develop my own website for all my podcasts. But uh, yeah yeah that's also i was okay at it but i didn't really give a shit yeah a lot of google copy and paste yup sorry don (laughs) (laughs) but one thing we wanted to touch on right out the gate is just some of our gripes that we have with Big budget AAA games and some of the issues that have caused quite a stir in the community. Publishers rushing games, sending out broken or incomplete games, or pushing out updates that break it. I know that's something we've seen quite a few times with one Call of Duty, mm-hmm. with Warzone just it's it seems like sometimes they don't know what's in their game yeah well we you kind of well both of us kind of alluded to it last episode when we did our top 10 and and everything i mean you mentioned the division that was a a big game where um you know they they were really pushing for that sequel and they put so much into it they didn't think of what could happen if this crashes or this goes down or this goes down leading to a extremely frustrated mediocre panda trying to log into the game every other day and it's down um and then i alluded to it with um the opposite end of the spectrum where you try to over plan and all you're doing is making the game worse as you over plan in the order 
I mean, that game was pushed out a, a year and a half and was still dog shit. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's as people that play video games all the time, uh, obviously we can be really tough critics. Um, most of these people that do develop games, you know, they're playing, if they do play this game, which most of them do, um, when they're doing that, they're doing it to, um, you know, fix their imperfections that they see. Like, you know, when you hang a picture, everyone walking in might just see the picture and they're like, oh, that's great. But when you hung it, you're like, ah, you know, I nicked the wall right there and there's that little blemish and that's all you see. And you're looking at that and finding a way to fix that. They see that in the same manner. Um, and yeah, but it's extremely frustrating for us when we just try to jump over a fucking bush and we can't. Um, and you guys are trying to fucking nerf the grout. Like that's the kind of shit that we're talking about. I know one of my favorite parts of some of the recent patches, uh, dating back to last season were, yep, we've added a uh, most wanted contracts back in the game. <laughs> and, uh, about six weeks go by. Nope, still not in there. Yeah, I was there for like a week, and then it just like disappeared. It was like they added the most wanted, and because they added the most wanted, it took they took bounties out. Mm. And everyone was like, "Why did you take bounties out? Like bounties should still be there. It's part of our strategy or whatever." So then they're like, "Oh yeah, you're right. They put bounties back, but like they failed to make sure that most wanted still popped up, and you'd still get daily challenges where it was like complete three most wanted. It's like, yep." Oh, Fucking great if I could. Yeah. Of course, they're the ones that issue out, like, the calling card and stuff like that. Like, well, fuck. That's one I'm not getting. Yep. Maybe on the next go-around we'll get it. Yep. But also with my second favorite game of the current console generation, hearkening back to that last episode, Apex Legends. As much as I love that game to a fault, there have been huge issues with that game. Uh most recently, a lot of hit detection, hit detection issues where I'm, I'm hitting people with full bursts, eight, nine rounds, and I'm getting the sound cue that I'm hitting them. No damage numbers are popping up, and I'm just getting fucking obliterated. You've seen me completely rage at that and completely quit playing the game before because it's just – when you're playing it in a competitive manner, which a lot of these games at least try to emulate some aspect of competitiveness, whether it be a ranked mode or penalties for leaving games early or what have you, you, you get committed and you get into that competitive mindset. And when the game isn't working and giving you a very clear disadvantage, it's really frustrating. I know I've grinded at ranked for a while off and on. But when you run into those types of issues, there's nothing like there's nothing you can do. I can't kill these guys. I have the same amount of health as they do. So if I'm not getting hits, but they turn on me and they get hits, I'm fucked. They had that, uh, that supply or not supply ship, the, the jump ship, glitch like as soon as you load in it was just like that loud grappling sound Mm -hmm. as you flew and you didn't even see the ship it was just like a bunch of like colored streams and it's just like like those things will always slip through the cracks um and especially games that popular it's going to be brought to the forefront so quickly and 
as gamers, you know, we're stuck between a rock and a hard place because we can bitch all we want about this stuff until it gets fixed, but then we're going to have a 20 gig update and now we're going to be pissed off about the 20 gig update. Exactly. And some of the other things that have been kind of big deals in the industry, we also alluded to last episode were uh, hiding content and even to some extent advantages behind paywalls. If you look back at the launch of Star Wars Battlefront 2, they had the, uh, the star packs that you could unlock new weapons and abilities and everything through these star cards, which were, of course, advertised as, oh, they're not going to... We'll have microtransactions, but it's not going to be uh, game-breaking, and it was essentially pay-to-win. And they would say, oh, these are the odds, but people were opening hundreds and hundreds of these packs and not getting what they were looking for, and there wasn't that much content in the game at launch to the point where, as I said last episode, DICE probably could have gotten shut down for that. Yeah. Well, uh, um, 2K, my team, they went through that um, right around 2016. They did a they did a big my team upgrade where they were releasing so many cards um, right off the bat, and they were charging. Basically, they were making it to the point where most of these cards you could not get unless you were buying these packs. Because what you would do is, if you completed challenges, you would get cards that you could develop. So they had like evolution cards. So like you can get an eighty overall Tracy McGrady. And then you'd have to do so many stats with him to upgrade him to like a 91, but then they'd release a 96 Tracy McGrady. But the only way to get that 96 Tracy McGrady is if you bought it in a pack. So they're basically forcing people like, Hey, you can have a Tracy McGrady card, but the other guy you're about to play competitively will also have that team Mac card, but it'll be a five overall better, which will increase his shooting, his speed, his rebounding, his agility, yada, yada, yada. So you have to buy it. And what they were doing was they were only releasing like their smaller packs where like you buy a pack for like whatever it was, 80 cents or whatever. And you'd get, you know, five cards and one guaranteed silver or better. And people were just funneling money. I, even streamers, like people that were, were promoting the game were buying all these packs and all these packs and all these packs. And it would literally take them hours just to pull a decent card because the packs were so small and condensed that you weren't getting anything good. And you were literally just throwing money away, getting consumable cards. And it really crashed my team. I mean, I know right around that time is when I stopped playing. Like I was just like, this isn't fun anymore. Like I, I can grind as much as I want and as fast as I want and hard as I want. And I'm going to end up with a 90 overall team, which is great. But then you get these guys that are just forking over a couple grand and they have a 98 overall team. But then you also have the guys that are forking over a couple grand and they have an 80 overall team because they didn't pull shit. So it, there, there's, there's that in sports games as well. I know specifically for me, I got really into my team in I believe 2017 after they did the revamp. And not proud of it. I probably spent a little over $1,000 on coins trying to pull cards. Did I pull cards? eventually but it took a a lot of patience and a lot of uh breaking shit 
being like, fucking, where are my cards? I just want the diamond Paul Pierce and yeah. not getting it. Getting fucking cephalosha's up the asshole. <laughs> uh, that's but, awesome. Yeah. When it gets to the point where you're throwing in so many microtransactions, just trying to feed money, which I get that there's been discussion that the reason why games have remained at $60 is because a lot of developers are throwing out these season passes for their DLC and they have these microtransactions in there, which kind of offset the, the MSRP price. So you're not paying $65, $70 for a game. They're offsetting it with these tiny, you know, $5 here, $10 here, whatever. We'll put out extra content. If you like it, you can buy it. If you want to take a chance, because loot boxes are fucking gambling. Then you can test your luck, and we're just going to make money off that. Helps us keep the price a little lower. Yep. But there are some games where these strategies don't exactly work. Like we already said, Battlefront 2. Uh, 2K when they revamped my team. Also, just games that came out that were just not, not good to start. A uh, couple games that come to my head right off the bat: Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. We talked about this last episode. Fuck, that game was unplayable at launch. 10 gig day one patch, rushed it, cash grabbed to get the last game with Activision having the Tony Hawk Pro Skater rights, and. It clearly showed with the lack of content in the game, the fact that they tried to make it online and that didn't work. People couldn't launch challenges in the, in the parks. It was, it was unplayable. It was the definition of unplayable. Uh, Watch Dogs, remember when that game was announced? Yep. Remember how gorgeous that thing looked? Very much scaled down and people weren't happy. Myself being one of those, I didn't buy it right off the bat because I kind of figured it probably wasn't going to be as good as everyone thought it was going to be, and I was right. Crazy. crazy. Yeah. And then there are games that just ship out Assassin's Creed Unity. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Assassin's Creed alone, to me, was one that is just a very sad, difficult story. Um, when I was like a freshman in high school, Assassin's Creed was like this big thing that was going around. And mainly because it was so like, not gory, but it was just like very strategically violent. And when you're that young, that's, you know, you want to play those games because, you know, mom and dad say no. Well, I convinced my mom to let me go buy a video game. And when I went to Best Buy, I grabbed Assassin's Creed. Well, my mother, being the protective woman that she is, God bless her, I hand her the game and she goes, oh, well, this is a mature rating. Um, you know, what's it rated mature for? I was like, ah, oh, you're an assassin. So like, you know, killing people, once you start killing people, you know, then it becomes mature. They don't want kids playing a game where, you know, your objective is to murder people. And she goes, oh, okay, so it's not like gory or anything like that. I was like, no, 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 no. It's, you know, it's, it's just a video game. 
She's like, okay. So we start walking out. And as we're leaving, like, the video game aisle, this Best Buy douchebag comes around the corner. He's like, oh, you guys finding everything okay? And my mom's like, yeah, actually, I have a question for you. Um, my son would like to purchase this video game, but it, I, I saw that it was rated mature. You know, how bad is it? And he goes, oh, oh this game's brutal. I mean, you literally slit people's throats. <laughs> and she goes, slaps it into my chest. And she goes, put it back, grab something else. And I was just defeated. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go back to my sports games. This isn't for me. And what's so funny is Assassin's Creed Unity was like the game where I was like, okay, I'm an adult. I can make my own fucking decisions. (laughs) I'm going to play Assassin's Creed and see if I like this style of gameplay. And whoa, brutal. Yeah, that game was uh, an ugly, ugly scene. And also, goddamn those fucking blue shirts. Yeah, for real. Like, <laughs> Ruining everything, bro. Pretty sure I never bought a video game from them ever again. That makes sense. I, on the other hand, used to be... You remember the... Did you ever see the gamer awards that they had? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I was a proud, uh, proud subscriber to that. That was such a nice deal. Yep. Shame they got away with it. <laughs> but yeah, us being the um, the very technical savvy, JavaScript fluent game developers we are, obviously great in theory, probably a bit harder than in execution. We understand business decisions, all that needs to be made. I just remember back in the day. When when you put a game out, granted, this is PlayStation 2 and earlier. When you put a game out, it needed to be done. You need to have all your content there. If you wanted to add on to it, guess what? You've got an expansion pack coming, which, again, was essentially just reusing assets and expanding on story. But it still had to be finished. If there were any bugs, you were going to have to deal with that. But at least most games were playable and complete. And that's something that I kind of hate that the industry's kind of steered away from. I get it with the uh, whole evolution of online updates and being able to ship something out that maybe isn't quite ready, but we can fix it once it goes out, once they go gold and they uh, start printing discs. I get that, but make sure your game's fucking playable. Yeah. That's why I'm very happy with those uh, CD Projekt Red dudes. As disappointing as it is for us that they've (laughs) delayed Cyberpunk 2077 so many times now, they have genuine reasoning for it, and I really hope that when this game comes out, we're not going to get another uh, The Order. I'm pretty confident in it, actually, that we're not going to get another The Order. Speaking of things coming up, we gave PlayStation their time. I'm sure we'll be talking more about PlayStation here in the near future as we get more details and hopefully a release date and price. But I guess it's time for us to give Xbox and Microsoft their moment in the sun. We're going to give our little Xbox preview, what we know, what we think. 
and what we speculate will be the uh, the upcoming Xbox Series X. So let's uh, let's read into some of the very easy layman's specs for you. Just like here's the deal: the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation Four are nearly fucking identical in specs. There are a couple things here and there where um, you know they're going to start off standard with a bigger solid state drive at one terabyte compared to the very weird 825 gig that PlayStation is coming standard with. Uh, it is also expandable. They will have another one terabyte expansion that you can like hook up to it to essentially have a two terabyte system. And it will also be external hard drive compatible. Uh, coming standard with 16 gigabytes of RAM which is kind of the standard we're seeing with a lot of at-home consoles. Uh, native 4K Blu-ray optical drive, which is, again, something we've been seeing since PlayStation 3. They have a uh, maximum resolution of 8K. Cool. And a maximum frame rate, 4K, 120 frames per second. Everyone's so worried about the 60 frames per second, Xbox says, hold my beer. We're going to double it. Now I'm assuming that's also not going to be for every game. That's going to be for those that support the 120 frames per second. Well, and there, there's going to be some games too that, um, you know, frame rate and, and, and clarity and things like that aren't really going to matter. I mean, like right now, for instance, like I play on my PlayStation Pro uh, that has you know the 4K capabilities, and when I play you know Sonic Mania, I could care less if it's in 4K or 720 or whatever. Um, you know, games like that aren't really going to matter. And a lot of these games, going back to like the cartoony style, that's not going to really you know matter. Now, Call of Duty, that will matter. Um, you know, games like that, that will, and and maybe that's where that main focus is but for the most part you know these all these games aren't going to be able to provide that capability it's cool that the system can handle it which is great like having that oh possibly 8k like you can buy tvs right now that are possibly 8k but guess how many things provide 8k none so same thing when 4k's arrived like when 4k's first came out same thing and then like a year after that it was like, oh, hey, you could watch ESPN on 4K. And then when you watched ESPN in 4K, everything was 1080p except for like one college football game that was streamed with a 4K camera. It was like, you're going to have to grow into it. So the capability of it is cool, great. That's awesome. But for the most part, right off the bat, you're not going to see it. Yeah. Um, well, it's nice to see that, you know, the capabilities there and it gives the industry and these developers a little bit of room to grow with the updated technology. And uh, we will start seeing some uh, very beautiful games, but also to your point with the re-rising of the cartoony and like the uh, 16 bit and eight bit style games coming out. It's not necessarily super important. I don't need eight bits in a in eight K. I don't need one K per bit. 
but we'll see where it goes as the technology advances. Um, something that Xbox has prided themselves a lot in is backwards compatibility. And this kind of goes into their play anywhere initiative where PlayStation has kind of said, Hey, you know, we're going to have some games that are backwards compatible, but if you want the true experience, you're going to need to buy a PlayStation five. That's just the way it goes with the Xbox series X. They have said, Hey, you want to play your games? Keep playing them. But here are these other games that you can play. And it seems like I have not heard anything different based on the articles that I've read. It seems that Xbox Series X will be fully or at least mostly, probably at a 75% capacity, uh, backwards compatible with the Xbox One, with select Xbox 360 games and original Xbox games also coming, which is something we've seen over the last few years more and more games being added to that backwards compatible list which shout out to game stores like vip game store that have the list printed out in their sections when they're like hey you want to buy a game that you want to play on your xbox one well here are the ones that are compatible don't yep. fuck it up loser yep obviously like me say that yeah I, that was that was literally me yeah i've done that multiple times at vip game Actually, store <laughs> i have Jason goes to the wall of discs. Boosh. Let's go, dude. Bought that when Haley, my sister, got an Xbox 360 for Christmas. And I was like, oh, backwards compatible? Boom. Guess what? It didn't work. Had to get like some expansion thing so that it would work. But it wasn't my system. I wasn't going to fork a bunch of money. I bought a 1499. Oh, God. Fourteen ninety nine. There it is. Video game. That's all I was going to spend. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Didn't work. Well, I'll tell you this. If you were to go back and do the whole Xbox experience now, uh, I can tell you that game is backwards compatible now. <laughs> I have it on my Xbox One right now. <laughs> digitally or the disc? Digitally. Yeah, digitally you can, but that was before the digital thing. That it was the disc based. I had to get a stupid expansion pack thing for it to work. Not 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 worth it. And we'll talk more about the uh, disc v digital debate in a little bit. But we want to talk about a very uh, unknown kind of deal that's going around right now. Oh, rumored Xbox Project Lockhart which from what I've heard is kind of the middle ground of, Hey, I have an Xbox one X. I can't get an Xbox series X right now. This is the middle ground. What people are kind of calling the Xbox series S kind of like the Xbox one S is kind of the middle ground between the Xbox one OG and the one X. And it's kind of an interesting scenario kind of in the vein of the PlayStation five digital edition, but less powerful is what I've heard because it's not going to be the exact same components. It's going to be a little bit lower and also extremely cheaper in price. Now, obviously this has not been officially confirmed or anything like that. 
but people are estimating it to be about a $300 console. So Xbox has done a commendable job with their uh, low price of entry. They just want to get people in the door. They want people playing on their system, playing their games uh, as compared to Sony where they say, Hey, if you want this experience, you're going to need to fork it over, which I understand business decision. They're that confident in their product and I applaud them as well. But Xbox uh, with the recent years of their exclusives not doing as well as Sony's and having some issues in that front, I can understand trying to get people back in, losing people to Sony and trying to say, hey, we've got a new Halo coming out. We've got Gears 5, which was eh. And we want to get you guys back in the door. Here's a cheaper option. That way you can still experience the benefits of having the next gen not quite to the capability of the Series X, but you can still play your Xbox One games and you can experience these new games on release. Uh, that is expected to be revealed sometime in August. Also, this uh, this Project Lockhart will have no disk drive. So, hence the comparison to the digital version of the PS5, no optical drive. This is a purely digital system. Uh, if that's exciting. So I don't know if I personally, I want to try both systems. I want to get both systems, but I'm not sure if I'd want to fork it over for the Series X right away, especially with how much, I mean, I had, I have my Xbox One and I really only use it to play Skate 3, Skate 4 coming out. But I don't, I'm not sure if that's something I would want right off the bat. I'm obviously my priority is going to be the PlayStation 5. But it's, it's an option for people. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? I think it's hard for me to um, really – it's Xbox. I mean, for, for me, it's – it can be something that is – you know, super popular. I feel like they're doing the right things. Um, you know, we talked about this. Uh, I believe it was the first episode where we talked about, you know, what Xbox had to do to really change our minds or make us feel like, or even not just us, but the, the population, make the population feel like PlayStation isn't winning this battle because st statistics of your console are not going to do that for us right now. Um, you know, the, and, and we just alluded to it, you know, there's 90% of your games are not going to have that capability right off the bat anyways. So, and not just that, no one's going to be forking over $500 for a console and then forking over another $400 to get a monitor that, that can handle 4k. You know, I mean, I had a PlayStation four, the day it came out, I still have that PlayStation 4 to this day. It wasn't until last Christmas I got myself a Pro, but I also had a Pro without a 4K television. I just spent $400 on a Pro. I'm not going to go spend $400 on a TV or a monitor that's going to have that capability for me. I just got one after having the console for like six months. So stats aren't going to do it for me. And I know I'm not in the minority here. 
this is something that you know there's there's plenty of people out there that are going to be getting the next gen consoles that aren't even playing the current gen right now because they've just lost interest but now that there's a new gen they want that they want to dive into it and see if you know it's more fun or whatever they're not going to you know buy a $1200 bundle so they can start playing games in 4K so I think Xbox is is trying to do the right things and and they're doing a lot better than I expected. Um, But obviously they still haven't had their big reveal. They still haven't had their big production to really do like a full on sales pitch. And, you know, we can't make a a final decision until then. Um, But they took steps in a better direction than I thought, but it's still not like, Ooh, wow. Let's, let's take a look, dive deeper into Microsoft. And until then, we can't really, uh, we can't really make any final judgments on it. Uh, as of now, Xbox is scheduled to have their first-party showcase sometime in this month of July. However, there is no confirmed date. I'm assuming it's going to be, well, not assuming. I'm 100% sure it's going to be something similar to the PlayStation event, where it's all going to be uh, live-streamed, which, based off what everyone said about the PlayStation 5 event, people are preferring this over E3 reveals, which I really enjoyed the PlayStation 5 event after rewatching it after the fact. I think it was a bit more fun than E3. Granted, I've never been to E3. Maybe that'll change. Maybe maybe we'll get our press credentials. Maybe we'll go Whoa. maybe we'll go to LA to E3 one year. Yeah, maybe. That'll be cool. Do Dreams. some uh dreams this is in the future once we get uh public health sorted out is the first and foremost priority here there's a public health issue going on right now yeah who would have thought interesting wear your fucking masks yeah but with the upgrade in these systems and them dropping a lot of these dropping the optical drive going towards digital which has seen a huge spike. I know uh, with you and with some other people that I associate with uh, by the majority, if not all their games digitally, I, me personally, I'm still a big fan of physical media. I, for those of you who know me, I keep two CD cases in my car. One case is artists A through M, the other one N through Z. I keep cassettes in my car because my car has a cassette player. I've got a record play up here with a ginormous record collection. I'm a huge fan of physical media. I like having the cases and the discs on my shelf. I think it's nice. It fills a room. And uh, in case, you know, my hard drive goes and takes a shit like my first PlayStation did, then I don't have to worry about downloading these fucking... 140 170 gigabyte games purely digitally i have a little bit of a disc to handle some of the load but it seems to be something that load it seems uh that's something a lot of people are going towards is the digital tell me what what does it for you with the digital um Oh God, this is going to make me sound so lazy. Um, (laughs) First of all, 
lazier. Super OCD when it comes to having, you know, like my stuff organized as far as like my things. Like if you were to walk through my house, there's a lot of things where you're like, oh, I thought you said you were organized. Well, it's not my shit. I don't give a shit. But like my stuff, the stuff that I've spent thousands of dollars on, that's the stuff that needs to be in order. That that bookshelf you see is all my Blu-rays, all my PlayStation and some Xbox games in alphabetical order because that's how I have to have it. Because if I go up there and I go, oh, hey, I want to watch Billy Madison and I go to B and it's not there, then I have a panic attack. So all of that has to be there. And for me, knowing that that's my OCD, I can't have, you know, I can't pull a game out put a disc in and then when i'm done take that disc out put it back in the case and put it on that shelf because i'm fucking lazy so instead the next day i'm gonna be like oh god it's not in order and freak out so to avoid that digital hey oh winner winner chicken dinner however that is not why i switched to digital if you were to look at this case the last disc game that's on there is a vr game that i got um, on black friday that's it. Uh, lies. It's that Death Stranding one that I got in the PlayStation 4 kit. Yeah. Um, but the one th- like actual physical game that I went in and bought at a store was a VR game. It started with MLB The Show 18. 18 had Griffey on it. Uh, 18 had Judge on it. That's right. Started with Griffey, so it was MLB The Show 17. 17. Um, yeah, because it went Griffey, Judge, Harper, or Javi. Javi. So it started with 17, and I pre-ordered the game through GameStop because, as I mentioned earlier, Best Buy fucked me over, so um, they can go they fuck work. themselves. Um, I, you, you belong with Ethan Hawke. I... Um, <laughs> I, I solely made my religious attempts to buy games at GameStop from that point moving forward. Well, GameStop will usually open, you know, they close at like 10 o'clock or whatever, but then they'll usually open at midnight for midnight releases for big games. Call of Duties, Star Wars Battlefront, blah, 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 whatever. Well, MLB The Show apparently didn't sell enough copies nationwide to get a midnight release. That pissed me off because I was like dying to play that game. That game, when they announced Griffey was finally in the game, I was like, okay, I took a day off of work. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm grinding this game. I'm getting Griffey right off the bat. I'm going to get him within a day. And okay, I called GameStop. I was like, hey, are you guys going to be doing a midnight thing? And they're like, no, we're not. There wasn't enough copies sold nationwide. And I was like, oh, okay. So not only do I, and, and you know, when it comes to competitive gameplay on these ultimate teams, like you have to start building right off the bat. If you're a day behind, you're fucked. So mm. I, I looked into it some more and that's when I started realizing like, hey, if you buy these things digitally, they will, you know, within a week of the game releasing, they'll download onto your system already. You won't be able to load it up and play it yet. But then once 10 o'clock your time hits or nine o'clock, if you're Pacific or 11 central midnight Eastern, you can now play your game. So I was like, wait a minute. So I don't get the disc. 
sad because I like having things in order. Bummer. But I get to play it not only a day earlier, but a few hours earlier than that day. It's always on my system, so I don't have to worry about opening up a case and putting a disc in and putting it back where it belongs. I could also get super pissed off and close the game out and immediately jump into something else because it's right there. I don't have to go, oh, wait, let me go walk into my office and now grab a new game to play. I can just be like, oh, close application, open up new application. That was the game changer for me. MLB 17 is what started it, and it just grew from there. With this, uh, with this rise in the digital age, you see that a lot more. GameStop is, from what I've seen, all but stopped their midnight releases. Uh, I don't remember the last time they had a major midnight release. They used to do it every year for Call of Duty, every year for Madden. If there was a big game in between that wasn't a part of a major franchise, then they would do their midnight release. But they don't really do that anymore because with the digital, like you said, being able to start it in here in wonderful Idaho that we live in, being able to start the game at 10 o'clock instead of having to wait, go down to the store, get the game, drive home, put it in your PlayStation, wait for it to download, wait for the update, all that kind of stuff. You can just have it pre-downloaded and just fucking play it. Yep. Which is wonderful. I I really enjoy having that. I know the majority of my games now are digital. As much as I still go to the store and get disc games every now and again, mostly it's me going to Best Buy and saying, huh, what's in the video game section today? I wonder if they got any sales going on. But I know at the beginning of this whole uh, coronavirus thing, I went to uh, GameStop right before lockdown started and got MLB The Show 20 because I knew I wanted the physical disc. I've gotten the physical disc every year since 16. And I like having all those cover athletes. Even Aaron Judge. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, that was the biggest battle that I had was just you know being able to um, you know keep all the games with you. I mean, I still have I still have cases you know games that I've kept even though I I haven't played them in years because I don't have a system that I can play them on anymore. I've still kept them because they're just part of my collection. Um, that was a tough one to give up, but. Um, you know, for me, I would rather now with everything being so digital, I would rather have a system with a hard drive that has all my games on it that I could always go back to and play rather than keep the discs, but sell the system and now never be able to play the discs and they're just collecting dust. Absolutely. So we will see where it goes from there. Are you? Do you think so? Speaking of that, are you leaning towards purchasing the disc-based? First of all, are you even going to get both consoles, or are you just going to get one console? Um, so I'm probably going to start with one console. Uh, obviously, we don't know the exact prices of either the systems of the Series X or the PS5. So it's all speculation at this point, but Wheelhouse seems to be about 450 to 500 bucks per console. So my 
My allegiances have always lied with Sony. My first console ever was a PlayStation 1, and I've owned every Sony console since then. So, and plus with the with the list of if launch titles and exclusives they have going, I'm I'm going to get the PlayStation 5 first. Okay. Disc or uh, digital? That's something I'm still leaning about me being the um petty piece of shit i am i think the uh the digital looks sleeker than the disc based but i also i don't have a blu-ray player and most of my movies now are blu-rays and my playstation 4 started having issues for a while there with its blu-ray drive so i don't have a blu-ray player or anything like that i need something to be able to watch my movies on so that's kind of the one thing that's keeping me on possibly buying the disc version we also need to wait and see if there's going to be a price difference between the digital version and the disc version there has to be right yeah i feel like i feel like if they do five hundred dollars for the disc based it's probably gonna be 450 for the digital or 450 for the ps5 and 400 for the digital is the way i see it in my head but granted what the fuck do I know? Right. I'm not. I'm not Sony. Yeah. And thank God for that, because I would fuck it up. Well, I mean, like if you think of like back when the PS4 came out, you know that was everyone was like, oh, it's a hundred dollars more than the PS3, but everyone then was like, yeah, but you know if you you know if you don't have a blu-ray player right now and all movies now are blu-ray like when the ps3 came out it was like dvds were still a big thing blu-rays were like oh shit you have blu-rays and now with the ps4 it was like everything was blu-ray so for most people it was like okay not only am i getting a playstation console but i'm also getting a blu-ray player which back then was like 150 dollars for a blu-ray player they didn't make the blu-ray vhs combo packs anymore it didn't exist so you had to buy a blu-ray player and they were around 100 bucks nowadays you can get a blu-ray player for like 29.99 so you can't make that big price jump you know and look 80 percent of the consumers are going to be right where you're sitting i do have blu-rays i need something that'll play my blu-rays as well so i'm probably going to lean towards the disc based but it also depends on cost. Sony's not going to be like, oh, hey, everyone's leaning towards disk space. Let's make it 100 to $150 more than the, the, than the digital. No, they're going to be like, hey, you know, people are leaning this way if we can keep price around the same. And they're going to try to bridge that gap and make it something closer. In my eyes, I see it being somewhere around like the $399 to $499 as far as, because um, like no... no no major conglomerate that tries to make money will ever sell a product with two zeros behind the main number. It'll always have that 99 because you're saving something. It's cheaper than something. It's easier to tell your girlfriend or your wife that the system's $300 instead of $400. And when it's 399, it's like, yeah, it's about 300 bucks instead of, Oh, it's $400. You've pulled this trick before. I can tell. Well, yeah, I mean, I can't, I, I've pulled it so much. I can't even get around it with Kayla. Like the driver that I want is for $449. So I'm like, yeah, it's about 400 bucks. And she's like, no, it's actually $449. Like, okay, sue me. Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna make that gap that big and they're not going to put any zeros behind anything. So I think if it were me selling the console, 
knowing that there's still that demand for that disc base, I would try to keep it under that hundred dollar difference. Kind of like what you said, you know, being like 50 bucks, I would say like three ninety nine to like four seventy nine or four fifty nine, something of that nature, um, to to create that price difference. Um, I was reading an article today that it, the prices were going to be the same. That's never going to happen because one, it's going to cost more one way or the other, whether, you know, you have to put specs into the console to make it digital based and run at a smoother rate or run at the spec speed being only digital, that might cost more than putting, you know, a Blu-ray reader in there that, you know, they put in all of their twenty nine ninety nine deals. Who knows? But it's not going to cost the exact same. They're going to be different. One has a feature, the other doesn't. That's going to be a cost difference. So, yeah, we won't know until the prices come out. But I can tell you right now, I am leaning towards disc-based. Yeah, I think just the argument of, you know, I've got my movies and I need something to play them on kind of leads me towards that because I'm not ready to start going to the PlayStation Store to buy fucking movies. That's just not the way I operate. I I like having my movies on disc. That's one thing that'll probably never change. Look, all my Blu-ray players in my house are PlayStations. Yeah. I have a PS3 in my bedroom. I have a PS4 in my loft. And I have my PlayStation 4 Pro in my in my living room. They're my Blu-ray players. I mean, the wife and I just watched the movie tonight. We watched it on our PlayStation. We don't have Blu-ray players. So now with the PS5 coming out and getting a disc base, my PS3 can go to like my backyard TV and watch movies back there or something or maybe my kid's room so he can watch movies. And then my old PS4 can go to my room and just do the rotation backwards. That's a good idea. Now I'm just going to have to get an 8K TV for my living room. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Kayla. We'll write it off. It's a, it's a business expense. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a monitor for my uh, for my podcasting. Yeah, that's yeah. Let's uh, we'll have to set up the LLC and get this shit going. I did see, um, you know, talking about speculations. I did see that uh, I read a rumor about the Xbox having some sort of capture card already installed in it for faster and cleaner streaming straight from console, which I was like. If that's the bomb they're gonna drop on us in July, then okay. Uh oh, for Sony. Xbox. <laughs> I mean, shitty timing of them. Uh, they're shutting down Mixer, so shitty, <laughs> shitty timing. Yeah. Hey, but... that's where all the developers went. They 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 don't have Mixer anymore, so now they're gonna go develop this and put it into the console. Yeah. <laughs> Xbox native streaming to Facebook gaming. Oh my god And Dr. Disrespect Is gonna be the guy that announces it That That's way too much Speculation (laughs) I don't expect we'll be hearing from the doc For For a hot minute Um, Hey look it's not that big of a deal I haven't heard from a doctor in years And I'm healthy so we're good yeah, and the disrespect is still going strong. Yep. Play Rocket so, League every day. That's uh, where all the disrespect comes from. Yeah, that and fucking Ethan Hawke. Fuck that guy. Why <laughs> do we keep talking about that dude? Actually, you know what's so funny? You brought I logged, him up. Well, I just I made a quick reference. You just actually brought him back into the conversation. Uh, I read a, or I didn't read. I was going scrolling through Apple TV today, 
I'm trying to find something for the kids and I to watch. And uh, they had a, uh, they do like spotlight playlists where it's like, you know, Quentin Tarantino's inspirational movies, the movies that he finds his inspiration. And it's like all the movies that he picks. And then they do like Jim Carrey's top picks. They had an Ethan Hawke top picks part of their app that you could click on. It was like movies that Ethan Hawke recommends. I'll tell you what, not a single fucking movie on there I'd watch. So fuck you. You don't know what you're doing. Fuck Ethan Hawke shirts coming soon. (laughs) That'd be cool. That'd be also be really funny. (laughs) I would find his address and send it to him. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Hawke DM us for a free shirt. Yeah. Shipping and handling. (laughs) (laughs) You're not getting off that easy. Motherfucker. International shipping. No, No. you can charge it, but no, it's just going to. Yeah, (laughs) it's going. uh, That money is going straight towards the 8K monitor. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to go disc version too. Uh, Doesn't look too bad. Unless the price is like outrageous. And then I'll go digital. Yeah. Uh, That is a sacrifice I'm willing to make because, um, in the words of one clan of the Wu-Tang uh, cash rules everything around me. So. Well, and, and if you think about it, like I even have uh, one of the greatest movies ever made right here in front of me. And you so, see at the top the there, side. right next to Blu-ray. Digital code. You get a digital code. So, yeah. I mean, yes, it's nice because I actually have the physical act to watch it. But also I have other things that can play it. And if I want to watch it in the room that has my PlayStation 5 in it, I can just use the digital code to watch it. Yep. So. That's basically all I do when I buy my movies. I make sure they have that digital code. Uh, I fucked up when I bought my copy of Black Panther because it didn't have the digital code and I was pissed. Oof. Yeah, Literally fucking... every movie I buy now has to be the digital code. Yeah. And what sucks is like Cyber Monday used to be like my big movie haul. Like I used to get at least 10 to 15 Blu-rays every Cyber Monday. And... Uh, I will spend, you know, the, the movies are like $3 for Cyber Monday, but it's like $8 for the Blu-ray and the digital code. Yep, I'll pay the extra five. Like, they, does that make sense money-wise? Because now it's over double the price just for a code? Absolutely not, but it's also cheaper <laughs> than what it would have been if it was the movie coming out with the digital code. So we'll justify it for ease of convenience. Yes, sir. So. Um, let us know if you're watching this on YouTube, let us know down in the comments where you stand on the disc versus digital debate. Are you going to be uh, picking up a new console? You go on disc or digital. Let's hear about it. Let's talk about it. Um, and while you're here, might as well hit that thumbs up button and, uh, hell, maybe that subscribe and maybe, maybe you want to smash down on that fucking, uh, that bell icon and get notifications when we uh, put up new videos. Absolutely. Uh, do your thing. We'd love it. If you didn't like the video, just pretend like you didn't fucking see it. Yeah. We're nobodies, right? Look, so people lie all the time. We will not judge you. If you want to give us a thumbs up and say, Hey, great show. We know it's not. So, I mean, we're not going to hold you to it, but everyone else that reads it, they're like, Hey, great show. And then they're going to watch this episode and hear us tell them, Hey, 
it's okay to lie. And then they're going to do the same thing. And then we will be everywhere. Yeah. And that's what we want. Because yeah. we're selfish. Listen, any, uh, any publicity is good publicity, right? Maybe that's a stretch. <laughs> Look, that's been a saying for a very long time. And it always played out. But the year 2020 is starting to prove that wrong. There are plenty of people in this world that are finding out that that's probably not the case. Yeah. Fuck this year. (laughs) I can't wait for it to be over. Bro, the problem is it's probably not just going to be this year. It's probably going to be next year. Yeah. And that's not cool. Because I'm, dude, if this delays the Mandalorian sequel. Second season. You know how fucking pissed off I'm going to be? I need Baby Yoda. Dude. And if you ain't going to give me Baby Yoda, this little cute motherfucker. Oh, dude. Some heads are going to roll. I have my Baby Yoda vinyl that I pre-ordered that I still have not heard anything about. So Disney took my cash and went right to the bank. Did you pre-order that before or after quarantine? Uh, after. Oh, okay. So you should be good. I mean, they wouldn't have even teased it if it wasn't going to be a thing. Yeah. If it was before, they were probably just like, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. You didn't even read the privacy policy. Yeah. Fucking TOS, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that is it for what we had to talk about. Any, uh, any final jump-ins you wanted to throw in there, Mr. Uh, Jason Case in Point? Uh, no, um, I, I think we hammered Ethan Hawk enough. I don't need to to bury him any more other than his mustache is dog shit. Um, don't wear it if you can't grow it. We'll uh, uh, we'll save that for another episode, probably next episode. I mean, I could literally his facial hair is atrocious. Um, but I do want to I do want to kind of just bring back to the forefront um, some of the things that we have uh, coming up that are going to be extremely exciting. Um, Starting August 1st, uh, we will be doing our streamer focus um, where we will have some Facebook gaming streamers come on, some Twitch streamers come on. um, And, you know, we're going to have a wide variety. We're going to have a bunch of different styles, which we really didn't talk about the first episode. I mean, we're going to have female gamers on here. We're going to have gamers that play in front of, you know, a thousand people every time they stream and in front of, you know, 20 people every time they stream, um, even to the people that, you know, I was on one of the streamers that we're going to have on, I was on his stream last night and, you know, he played up until like one in the morning and I was one of two other people in the stream. So, you know, our, our, our focus is to not only shine light on this occupation uh, to really help people understand what this occupation is, but also to give these streamers a platform um, and kind of sell you on what they're all about because, you know, it's not an easy occupation. A lot of these people have come from either difficult situations or have turned something from nothing. Um, You know, a lot of gamers out there come from broken homes um, you know, bullying, things of that nature. Um, so we really want to give these people a platform and this is going to be a focus for the show for, um, you know, now until we decide that, you know, we're each too cool for each other and we need to have our own podcast. Um, but that's going to be our focus no matter what. It is always going to be on giving our platform that we have finally created um, and allow other people to use it as they want because, 
that's what we're here for. We're content creators and we want other people to come in and help us create content so we can help them create content. Um, so we have about five, um, five to six streamers lined up right now. We're looking to have about eight for the first go round, and then we'll probably do another go round and, and so on and so forth. So, um, we're going to have different backgrounds, different styles, different platforms that they stream on. Um, but the big thing is, you know, we just want to talk about what they do, how they get prepped, what they bring to the table, what they the feedback they get from their families, because the fact of the matter is a lot of these people are single. They are by themselves. They, they have, you know, their families that they don't live with. These people that are watching their streams are their family. You know, I'm actually lucky enough to support a couple of the people that are going to be joining us. And I can tell you right now, I am very involved with what they do. And, you know, they make it known that they see me and they appreciate me. And those are the things that we really want to bring to light because it's not just guys playing video games for a living. It's much deeper than that. And that's really the focus here. Um, so starting August 1st, we're going to be doing that focus. Um, we're not quite sure who's going to come on first. We're going to kind of keep that a surprise. Um, but we are in talks with all of the streamers so far. Um, and we're working on their schedules, getting content out for you. Um, and also we are working on our own schedule, getting something that is, you know, tapped down. Obviously we're, you know, five days into this thing and, and we're already dropping episode number three. Um, as much as we would love to put out this much content constantly, um, it's just not feasible with our schedules, but we wanted to get the things that are we've missed so far out to you guys to show you guys kind of what we can offer. Um, and then we will get a set schedule down so you guys can follow us uh, just like you would any of your streamers or, or any podcast, other podcasts that you listen to. Um, so that will be coming as well. So bear with us there. Hopefully you enjoy the content. And as my uh, co-conspirator for world domination had already mentioned, um, make sure that you are smashing the shit out of that bell because it'll give you the notifications when we, our episodes are on. So you can go in there and watch and eventually we will be going to live episodes um, either once every other week or once a month. And when we do that, you will get a notification that we are live. So you can come join us, be a part of the show because that will be our main focus as well. When we go live is getting people involved. I want you guys to come on and feel like this is your platform too. Uh, if you have questions, comments, whatever, bring it up. We can talk about it during the live show. We will address you, things of that nature. Um, so make sure you smash the shit out of that bell. Become a follower. Um, you know, we're, we're not here asking for money, nothing like that. We want as much viewers as we can because when you guys come and watch and you guys come and react – it keeps adding more people and more people and more people and more people. And, you know, this, this show will never be a money grab show. We will never be the guy sitting in front of a mic saying, Hey, become a supporter. Cause I need my four ninety nine a month. That's not who we are. Um, we will, you know, constantly ask you guys to, you know, share, react, do those things because all that does is help our platform grow. And when our platform grows, that means the opportunities that we can provide to you guys will increase and that's the main focus here so i just want to make sure that that was known we are we are all about a sense of community here we want uh to share our love and passions with you guys as well as you with us 
And uh, like you said, we're never going to be super money hungry about this. This is all about uh, really you guys and the industry. And we're going to be, we're going to be doing some great stuff down the line. Uh, We've talked about some live events that we want to do with streaming and podcasting and uh, game night kind of deal. Um, We also uh, eventually, maybe not right this second, might delve into the area of some giveaways down the line, as well as uh, I know I would love to do some uh, charity fundraisers down the line, support some of the causes that we're passionate about, as well as other people helping whoever we can, uh, especially in these trying times. Yep. So we're all about it. And that all starts with you guys uh, letting us know what you think. Uh, starting a conversation, we will be absolutely as fast as we can to respond to you guys uh, directly. We want, we want a lot of transparency. We're not, we're not guys who like to hide behind, uh, hide behind a screen and keyboard and, you know, put up these fake personas. What you see is what you get. And, uh, I feel like we're pretty open books about this kind of stuff. So let's start the conversation down in the comments. Let us know what you think. Disc or digital, where are you going? Also, we've been posting some stuff on Facebook and Twitter and the like. Uh, the thing we posted today, uh, what do you, what's kind of your gaming ritual? Do you have anything going in the background? What do you like to listen to? You got uh, Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, Twitch, your favorite Twitch streamers go in the background, listening to music. Are you listening to your favorite gaming podcast on the face of the planet? I know we are. But uh, it's kind of weird hearing us in the background while we're playing. I will never get tired of hearing my glorious voice. Yeah, me neither. But Pat McAfee for me. Yeah, Pat's good. He's always in the background. Give my little comedy while I'm uh, getting pissed off at some of these stooges. Yeah, take them down. Yep, down time. Down time. Yep. Punch them right in the mouth. Yep. All day or day. Yes, sir. But that is going to do it for us today, ladies and gentlemen. As we've said before, and we'll say again, please let us know what you think. Leave a like, leave a subscribe, smash the shit out of that bell icon. Let us know what you think down in the comments. Reach out to us on social media, Mashing Joys on Facebook, at Mashing Joys on Twitter and Instagram. We are going to, to the best of our ability, keep the content up as much as we can for as long as we can. And uh, if you keep liking it, we'll keep putting it out. Facts. Big facts. With that being said, we're looking forward to another episode very, very soon. I believe uh, Friday is what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably, I think for right now, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep up the, you know, Monday, Friday, maybe a Tuesday, Friday, we're going to, I think ultimately this is what we like. And look, we've said it at the very beginning. I'll continue to say it. Um, you know, we want your feedback. If you, you know, if you like to listen to podcasts on a Thursday or you want, you know, 
Friday's your only day that you can really listen to stuff because, you know, the job that you work, you're wearing earplugs Monday through Thursday, but then Friday you're in the office and you can listen to whatever you want and you want at least two episodes that you can listen to during your shift. Let us know so we can make sure that we're trying to get as much content out for you guys. Even if it's something where like if we do a live event and, you know, you would like the audio, we can make sure that these the audios of these live events are going on to Spotify and all the other platforms that are currently in review to get our shows out there, which should be very shortly. Um, but, you know, let us know so, so we can try to get it out. But the main plan would be to, you know, first of the week, end of the week, have an episode come out. Um, you know, some weeks we might have back-to-back episodes come out, but that's, that's the plan for right now. And uh, we are officially on SoundCloud as of uh, yesterday. Yep. So. And Spotify. And Spotify. Sound, we are on SoundCloud and Spotify. Um, those are the four shores right now. Um, iTunes, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, um, those ones, uh, Google Play, those ones are still um, in the review stage and being that we you know got our first two episodes out around the holiday weekend it'll probably be a little bit until they're available on those platforms but once they are available we will definitely put a post out so you guys can see um, that it is available and we'll start setting up our our instagram and our facebook pages to where our stories will spotlight where you can get them um and you know like right now on my case in point show if you go to my instagram page i will have spotlights so each spotlight is each um individual uh streaming surface that i put my shows on so uh you can click on the spotify preview and it'll show you every single episode that i've uploaded on spotify with a link so you can just literally click the link and it takes you straight to the show on spotify we'll do the same for our channel as well Get it out for as many of you as possible in whatever platform you want. If you have any suggestions on what platforms you would like to see our shows on, please let us know and we will do our absolute damnedest to get it out there so you can listen to it on your preferred platform. But that will be it for us, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. We are, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have all of you listening, uh, however many of you it may be uh and we're looking forward to just keep growing and growing so with that being said i have been cody i'm still jason and this has been episode three of the mashing joys podcast thank you for tuning in stay safe wear your fucking mask eat your vegetables and most importantly you guys let's have a good day we will be seeing you soon. See you. See you.